Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you. We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Self Mastery Podcast. Podcast. Everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford. So this week, I want to talk about porn. (laughs) You're like, wait a minute. We always talk about porn on this podcast. Uh, We're going to talk about food and porn and how they're actually fairly similar uh, and how we can really, I think, get from a place uh, where, where we judge porn a little more harshly, pornography more harshly than we judge our food struggles, right? So let's just get this out of the way right right away. Uh, the truth about food is that it's, it's a problem for a lot of us, um, me included. I like food. If you literally, if you were like a stranger and you walked up to me on the street and you were like, here, here's a pound of cooked bacon. I think you should have this. It's delicious. I'd be like, of course I should have that. Let me eat this right now. I don't care who you are, right? <laughs> you could have just, you could, po- the easiest way to poison me is if you hand me a pound of poisoned bacon that's fully cooked and ready to eat, right? Uh, I, I like food. And this is, I think, something that a lot of us kind of think about. Well, I think about it a lot, but I, I want to I start with the idea that Food and porn are similar in the ways that we interact with them. Now, uh, just as a caveat, I recognize, I fully recognize that we don't put a lot of moral um, implication on someone who overeats, but we do spend a lot of time shaming people who are obese or who are overweight um, as a culture. And it's interesting, right? Because in in the scriptures, you know, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in the scriptures... We don't have, that I can tell, a, a very specific, like, don't view porn anywhere in the scriptures, although that is definitely the position of the church. Uh, it is also, you know, clear that, you know, being sexually, um, I don't want to say pure here, but sexually in line with our morals is really important. Uh, we don't often think about food in that same way, although we do have a very specific food guideline as members of the church, right? We have the word of wisdom that says, eat meat uh, sparingly and eat fruits and vegetables in the season thereof and that sort of thing, that I don't know of anyone who actually follows it, and yet we are very specific about other parts of that, which is like, don't eat, you know, don't drink alcohol, don't drink coffee, don't smoke cigarettes. So we have a really quite tangible understanding of what it is that we're, you know, we have been asked to do when it comes to food, but we don't, I don't think most people follow it within the church. Um, I certainly, you know, every time someone hands me meat, I'm not like, you know what, 
I'm eating meat sparingly, so because that's how I, you know, live my religion. So I'm gonna pass on that bacon sandwich right now. That doesn't happen for me. I don't know too many people who for whom it does happen. So I I want to go into this discussion being very conscious of the reality that when when a husband or a wife views pornography, it is often a very, very painful experience for their spouse when they find out and they believe, you know, my my spouse I'm not good enough for my spouse because they go and they view sexual imagery that isn't part of our marriage, right? And they oftentimes, you know, there's duplicity there, so that you know there's lying and, and um, dishonesty. So I, I don't want to diminish that in any way, but I do want to kind of have a, a conversation where we can just see some of these parallels. And the reason I want to have this conversation is partly for me, right? Um, I have been working on my weight for a little bit, uh, and and I, I just kind of want to take you through a little bit of this journey, you know, and just be aware, right? Food is required to sustain life. We have to have food so we can live. And our sexual desires are inborn, and they're not likely to just disappear when we stop looking at pornography. So there are some, you know, built-in structures that make uh, sexual activity and food really similar in that they are part of our part of our, our makeup, part of our DNA. And recently, I've been working to eliminate an extra 20 pounds that I've earned over the last 20 years. Uh, when, <laughs> when I got off my mission, I was a, you know, a rail thin kind of fellow. And I don't know how this happened to me, but now I weigh 20 pounds more than I want to. And I'm finding a lot of parallels in my struggle with pornography to my struggle with my weight and my food. And Let's, so let's, let's just go through some of these parallels, and you guys can judge for yourselves. I think that this is a pretty interesting conversation because oftentimes I hear people say, well, porn is a sin and food is not. And I, I'm not saying that food is a sin, uh, and I'm not saying that pornography viewing is not a sin. But if we set that aside for just a minute, we can find a lot of really similar parallels, right? So let's start with urges and cravings come out of nowhere. Like I'll be just trucking along, doing my thing, no big deal. And my brain will be like, hey, snack time, right? <laughs> and and I think a lot of us who have struggled with pornography, we've seen that same thing happen with the urge to like go and view pornographic images or just go and feel aroused, even if it's not pornography per se, but maybe just uh, sexual imagery or anything that helps us feel arousal, our brain's like, hey, go check this out. You know, this will be the last time. It, you know, it, it offers you these lies. It offers you this idea of, hey, this is going to make you feel good right now. And food is the same for me. Like, my brain is like, hey, you know what you would really like right now? A root beer float. There was a, there was a period of my life where I literally had a root beer float every night after, di- after work like I was, um, <laughs> it was like I was, uh, you know, a 50s era uh, newspaper man, except for now, instead of it being like scotch or, you know, whatever 50s era newspaper men drink, it was a root beer float. Like I, I literally did that for a lot of years and I loved it because I love root beer floats. But this idea that our brain could offer us, you know, an urge or a craving around food, it, 
is exactly what happens with pornography, or at least it's what exactly what happened for me with pornography. And they just come out of nowhere. So I think one thing to recognize here is when your brain offers you something that comes out of nowhere, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean that's your fault. It doesn't mean anything about you. It means that you just have a human brain, right? Uh, this, the next thing is that the same techniques that I used to stop looking at pornography are the same techniques that I'm using to help me stop eating every time my brain says to. In fact, I, I have a number of clients who I help with uh, weight loss because these things are literally like the same. Fast food, eating out, sugary treats, right? All of those things, when my brain offers me those, I do stop, drop, and breathe, right? I stop, I drop into my body, and I breathe, and I notice what my brain is offering, and I'm asking myself the same kinds of questions. Is this going to help me achieve my goals? Is this in line with who I want to be? Uh, am Is eating this making me be somebody that I'm, you know, that's trustworthy to myself, right? So, you know, the the markers of self-confidence are uh, the capacity to feel any feeling, the ability to believe what you want to believe about yourself, and the capacity to trust yourself to do what you say you will. And the same process goes with food, right? So I've told myself, I, you know, so recently I've stopped eating most sugary things. I, you know, if it's part of the meal or if it's, um, you know, if it's if it's something that I'm like I'm not, it's not like I'm not eating fruit or dried fruit, that sort of thing. But I have limited my sugary treats fairly significantly and just asking myself when <laughs> when someone's like, hey, here's some caramel, uh, like Milk Duds, one of my favorites. Uh, also, what's that, a bit of honey? Another one of my favorite treats. Um, when that, you know, when that arrives or when someone offers that or when someone's like, hey, try this out, I'm just like, that's not really, that's not really for me right now. And I'm not, I'm not a Nazi about it. Um, I'm not super rigid about it because, like, the other day, Darcy made a dessert that I wanted some of, so I had a bite. Not a big deal. But I also don't, like, freak out if I have a bite. Just like I don't freak out if I notice someone is beautiful anymore. Right, like I used to be like, oh, I can't see that person, or you know, you walk through the mall and it's like Victoria's Secret or whatever, or you're scrolling through Instagram and all of a sudden there's something that, you, you know, it's not terribly appropriate, and I don't freak out about it. I'm not like, oh, I'm going to hell. I gotta like freak out. Uh, this is gonna take me down the rabbit hole. Same thing with sugar. Um, I just don't make a big deal out of it, right? And this, these same techniques that worked with pornography also are now working for me with food. And it's really I think it's really important to recognize that this is a brain problem on both sides. It's not it's not a food problem, it's not a sex problem, it's a brain problem. And when we recognize that it's a brain problem, we can use these these processes to you know succeed in lots of different areas. That's why this podcast is called the Self Mastery Podcast. I actually named this the Self-Mastery Podcast, not because it was just about porn, but because mastering your brain, mastering the process of being the person that you want to be is essential to you know ending unwanted habits like pornography or overeating or excessive video gaming, right? 
So it's not just about pornography. It's about mastering your brain, mastering the person that you want to be. There's also some differences. So let's be clear, right? There are differences between pornography and food. Like, for instance, I don't feel the same kind of guilt when I grab a snack that I felt when I saw or sought pornography, right? I don't feel that same guilt. Um, So, you know, that's different. I don't feel like I have to talk to my bishop. I don't feel like I have to talk to my wife, although I'm going to tell you here in a minute that I do. Um, But I don't feel exactly the same kind of guilt. And I don't know if that's conditioning or if that's, you know, just, you know, the way that we kind of set up society. And so as a result, that's, I don't feel that same way. But there are differences. And I think, again, being sensitive to the reality that, you know, if I look at pornography, that impacts my wife a little bit more than if I eat an entire bacon sandwich and all of the dessert in the house, right? Not that she wouldn't be upset with me because she'd be like, dude, that was for something else. Um, But she would probably be like, hey, what's going on for you? What's happening for you when when you're eating all that food? Why why are you eating all that? And now she does that with pornography as well. She's like, hey, what's happening for you? Right? If I see something or if I tell her. Because I still occasionally comes up, like the uh, yesterday, uh, everybody was gone. And my brain was like, hey, you should go look at porn. So, uh, you know, as I worked through that random thought in my life, because it doesn't happen often probably happens maybe once a month. Um, I called my wife and I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. Uh, you know, my brain's offering me this. And she's like, hey, let's, let's, go, let's talk about what's going on for you, right? So the, there are differences, but there are, again, like, like I said, you know, this, there are some similarities. But I want to be, you know, sensitive again to the fact that, you know, if your wife or your husband is upset that you're viewing pornography, that doesn't diminish their feelings at all, okay? Um. Let's talk about some of the similarities, right? I tell my wife when I when I get food, <laughs> like like yesterday or yeah, the, yesterday I went to Jimmy John's and I was like, I'm gonna get me a sandwich, uh, which I don't normally do, and I do that because I want to be open about what's happening for me. And I was just driving along and I had kind of a craving, and I was like, Yep, Jimmy John's. And no, you guys are all probably like, Well, that's not a big deal. It's just Jimmy John's. It's just one sandwich. Yeah, it's just one sandwich, but you know, I'm I'm really trying one not to eat out because there, you know, it's a lot higher calorie generally speaking. Um, two, uh, you know, my goal isn't to eat um, a number sixteen every single day because it, it you know, that's not who I want to be. I want to eat more healthy foods. One of the things that I am working on believing in my top five priorities and and in my value statements that go with those. So if you're part of my membership, you know what I'm talking about. There's a, um, there's a, a, a master class on the top five priorities of our lives. And under each of those priorities, so my top five priorities are my wife, my kids, my God, my work, and myself. Those are my top five priorities. And so if it doesn't really fit into those things, the answer is no. And under each one of those, I have a number of I statements. So statements that are value statements that help me make that thing a priority. So one of the value statements under myself as a priority is I eat healthy. Well, <laughs> Jimmy John's, you know, while it's not terribly unhealthy, it's not exactly healthy either. So one of the things that I am finding is that when I 
don't eat healthy, I'm trying to have that conversation with my wife so that I'm being open and honest about what's happening for me with her so we can create greater intimacy. Um, the other thing is, that, that is happening that is similar when it comes to pornography and food is I don't feel like I'm living up to who I say I am when I eat in ways that are contrary to how I've committed to eating. So, you know, when I've committed to not viewing pornography and I was viewing pornography, I didn't feel like I was living up to who I had said I would be in our marriage, for myself, any of it. And when I eat in ways that are contrary to the way that I said I would eat, I don't feel like I'm living up to the standards that I set for myself. So very similar there. Um, Here's one that I think is really, really interesting. Um, Sometimes my wife gets upset that I'm eating something that we've agreed I wouldn't. (laughs) Uh, Bacon is a perfect example of this. So I have tried to eliminate bacon from from my diet, partly because it's super fatty, uh, partly because, you know, I, I know that if I eat a lot of bacon, it's going to make me feel bad. And so Darcy and I, we, we get turkey bacon from Costco. Um, not an endorsement, but I do like turkey bacon from, from Costco. And when I go out and get bacon, like real bacon, Darcy's like, hey, man, I thought we said we weren't going to do that, right? Which is similar to the way that, we interact when it comes to pornography. The last thing, and I think this is a really big one, is understanding that this isn't a diet, but a way of life. I think a lot of times when it comes to pornography and ending pornography use, what we really think we need to do is we need to like just stop now and get a certain amount of sobriety as, uh, as I often hear people call it, um, or a, what I would say is a certain amount of time between now and the last time we looked at pornography and understanding that, you know, how I'm trying to eat right now is not about losing 20 pounds, right? This isn't a diet that's about the 20 pounds. This is a shift from how I used to eat to how I plan to eat forever. And I try to make that as sustainable as possible. Right. So when it comes to pornography, a lot of times people are like, well, I just have to stop and I have to get this much distance between me and the last time. And that's what this is about, which is a very diet mentality kind of way of thinking about it, because the truth is, if you haven't dealt with the underlying issues, you're going to go back at some point. If you haven't managed your mind and taught yourself how to deal with the frustrations and the loneliness and the the struggles, whatever, you know, whatever reason it is that you turn to pornography, boredom, whatever, if you haven't learned how to manage that and all you're doing is saying, I just have to get a certain amount of time between now and the last time that I viewed pornography, then you're essentially doing the same thing as a crash diet. And that's all about willpower, which is a finite resource. That's not going to work in the long run. I, I can't tell you how many guys come to me and they're like, I get between a month and six weeks, and then I just go back to it. It happens again. Um, that's because in that month and, and six weeks, you're not really, and, and they're like, this is the pattern for the last 10 years. And <laughs> in that process, you're not really dealing with what's happening for you. You're not dealing with the urges. You're not properly setting yourself up 
for victory in the long run. You're really just saying no, 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 no until your brain snaps and it says yes. And this, I, I see this parallel with diets. I see this parallel with food. And I think, man, this is so fascinating, just really fascinating. And to me, the idea that I could stop looking at pornography and use those same techniques to eliminate my same struggle with just eating whatever comes up is such a beautiful parallel. And I think lots and lots of women out there who are listening to this podcast or who know our work, they can see that parallel so much more easily. Because a lot of us men, a lot of women, this is what I get. Well, that's his problem. He needs to fix it. And yeah, okay, sure. Um, and, And yet that lack of empathy, that lack of understanding doesn't help him do any better. But in understanding, oh, you know, weight or food it has been a perennial struggle for lots and lots of women, if they can see these parallels, they might find that they can both be empathetic and help in the process of eliminating pornography, not because they're just trying to, you know, have duty sex with you, but because they're really willing to dig in to the emotions and the struggle that you have been having so that you can both grow together to be better people. So I hope that's helpful. It was helpful to me to kind of see that parallel and talk about it. And I think we'll probably talk about food a lot more on the podcast. Uh, I know we've mentioned it, you know, on occasion, but I don't know that we've done anything like this. But um, I would love to help anybody who is struggling with their pornography struggle or their food struggle. Lots of men and women struggle with both together. Um, to, to overcome that, to eliminate that from their lives. So I hope that's helpful. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day, Darcy and I work with amazing men and women to remove pornography from their lives and relationships. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey, let us help you. Sign up for a consult at zackspafford.com slash workwithme and you can set up some time for you or your spouse to meet with me or with Darcy, and we can help you get started on your self-mastery journey. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.